What made it work for you? I know for me, like I took a different approach and I took the approach of what's naturally coming to me, but I was already niched. And just because I knew who I wanted to talk to, you know, like I knew the yeah. particular woman I wanted to talk to. But what made you niche? Like, I know you try something else and everything like that. I got that. But yeah. what made you be like niching? That's the thing. <laughs> well, honestly, I had actually like even hired coaches to help me and everything. And oh, my gosh, it was terrible. They're like you need to look to your inner child. And so I'm like, what? <laughs> I just want to like actually make money and be at home. Hello, welcome to the Linda Mendable Show, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Welcome to the show. Today, I have an incredible guest. She is full of so much wisdom. Abby is the founder of The Virtual Savvy. She helps savvy women launch and grow their online businesses and grow their own virtual assistant business from scratch. It's her passion to help women find ways to make money from home so they can spend more time with their families or ditch their nine to five. You're going to learn about how to launch your own online course some mindset shifts, pricing, and some incredible resources. I know that you're going to get so much. Go ahead and grab a paper and pen because you're going to want to take notes. Hey, Abby, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Well, you do amazing things. And I know that you started as a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Can you tell people, because I don't know where you were maybe before that. So can you tell people a little bit of your story? You might hear my baby in the background, but we're all good. And, <laughs> and just how you came to be at where you're at now. Yeah, definitely. I actually started my virtual assistant business when I was pregnant with my first baby. I was working at a job that I absolutely hated. I had plans to actually quit it anyways. Um, And then when I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, okay, I've really got to do this. So I was actually working at an online university, getting my master's degree through the university. So I took my comprehensive exam, my final exam when I was nine months pregnant. And after that, I took maternity leave and then ended up quitting um, right after my maternity leave because during my maternity leave is actually when I started my virtual assistant business. So I know that's like crazy and I don't recommend people to start a business. I was like, I think I can do this. So I jumped in, read every single tutorial and teaching and everything. And I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And so within those three months of my maternity leave, I actually grew my business to the point where I didn't need to go back to my job at all. And I was able to stay home with my little girl, which is what I wanted. So I'd work you know, early in the mornings and during her nap time. And then I eventually got somebody to come in a few days a week to help me with her. as business continued to grow. I started it as a way to be at home with my daughter. And then it just started growing from there, just started getting more and more clients and realized that making money from home really isn't that difficult, which was awesome. Yeah. And I know that you pretty much guide other women, other moms to be their own virtual assistant. So how did that come up to be? So so like I said, it was in 2012 that I started my virtual assistant business. But then about, oh goodness, 
a year and a half ago, I really knew that I wanted to like help empower other people to make money online as well. And so I kind of threw out some courses about general online marketing things and no one really bought them. It wasn't going very well. Honestly, I spent almost an entire year creating courses and blogging and I had a Facebook group that really wasn't very engaged and I wasn't really making any money with like the coaching side of things. One day I was like, I have got to change something because this is not working. Nobody's buying my stuff. Like what's going on? And I think that the problem was, is that I was too broad. I was just trying to sell general marketing courses to any kind of entrepreneurs. You know, I was talking to photographers and online creatives and wedding planners and virtual assistants and everybody. And it's just, you know, I didn't have a specific niche. And so in August of 2016, I decided to transition. I was like, I'm, I scrapped everything that I had spent the last year working on. Wow. Like, I've got to change things up because this is not going anywhere. That's when I decided I was like, I need a very specific person to talk to. And I was like, what do I know how to do? I know how to build a VA business. I know how to land high end clients. I know how to build the business. What if I just taught people how to do that? And so I scrapped everything. I made a whole new Facebook group. I built a sales page for an online course that I hadn't even created yet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to teach people how to be virtual assistants. So I launched it to probably like eight or 900 people. It wasn't huge. And um, basically I sold $8,000 worth of an online course that I hadn't built yet. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess people want to learn this, (laughs) you know? So it really just took off from there. Like once I started speaking to a specific audience, I was able to, to give them really, really specific quality training. And so at this point, 75 people have gone through my program. I've done like one big course launch after that little intro launch where I brought in more people. And so at this point, the Facebook group that started in August is about to reach 5,000 people now. It's been crazy. Thank you. (laughs) It's been really, really crazy. But I think that it really shows that like people get scared when we talk about like niching down, people get scared, I think, to do that because they're like, oh, I'm going to be leaving somebody out, you know? But I think that the more you niche down, the more specific you're able to speak to people. And that is what sells. That's what makes my people are going to be able to relate to more when you're talking specifically to them. That's so true. That's something that I also go with. So my clients, I let them know because makeup artists or photographers, they want to be open to a whole bunch of people. And I say, hey, you got to niche it. You yeah. know, be the specialist. Don't be the general doctor, right? Yes. Yeah, the specialists make more money. Right? That's, That's what I say. Sure. <laughs> and I think you're able to help people more. You know, like, obviously, it's been awesome to have a successful online course and all of that. And like to have a real business now. But The best part is that I feel like I'm actually helping people now because my course is really, really specific. You can't just keep holding on to what you've created, just keep holding on to it so tightly if it's not working. You just have to keep trying new things, tweak, 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 tweak until something actually works. Like I was going to say, it didn't come easy because... I remember just laying on my bed, talking to my husband and just bawling, like crying, like it's not working. What made it work for you? I know for me, like I took a different approach and I took the approach of what's naturally coming to me, but I was already niched. And just because I knew who I wanted to talk to, you know, like I knew the particular woman I wanted to talk to. But what made you niche? Like, I know you try something else and everything like that. I got that. But what made you be like... 
niching. That's the thing. <laughs> well, honestly, I had actually like even hired coaches to help me and everything. And oh my gosh, it was terrible. They're like, you need to look to your inner child. And so I'm like, what? <laughs> I just want to like actually make money and be at home. I, I don't know. I'm a really practical, straightforward person. So that type of tactic didn't work for me. <laughs> so actually one day was just listening to a Mariah podcast and oh uh, yeah, the from from entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And she talked about niching down. In that podcast, I learned more about my business. That's literally what made me change my business. I learned more from that activity that she had in the podcast than I did paying a coach $600. It was ridiculous. Not all coaches are bad, okay? Because I'm a coach too. No. Oh my gosh. And that's the thing is that I feel like finding a coach is crucial for your business. I have a business coach now and in like three sessions with her, she's already transformed huge parts of my business. And I told my husband yesterday, I think this is one of the best business decisions I've ever made was hiring this coach. And so I'm a huge fan of coaching, but I think that you have to find the one that's right for you. Like, yes going to meld with your person because not every coach is right for every person. So I think that your personalities and the style has to fit really well. And the coach I hired was really fluffy and I don't know, <laughs> inner child type of stuff. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, all right, let's talk about a sales funnel. Da, 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 da. And she just like, I'm like, okay, let's do this. She's very practical, which is what I need. You yes. know, so I think it's all about finding what you need. Yeah, especially you got the right one, like a business coach. I don't know who you had before, especially when it pertains to your business. I know that I have a life coach. Mm -hmm. I'm a business coach, but I have a life coach, yeah. <laughs> you know, just to keep me on track because I need to get focused. Like business yeah. is okay, but I need to get focused because sometimes you have some bad days. I'm sure you understand, like sometimes, especially when you have a whole bunch of people that you're meeting with, there's so many personalities, you know, yeah. so many to do's. Even though things may be going good, you can still have those bad days, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so now you heard the podcast of Mariah and Mariah mm -hmm. just poof, blew your mind. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so then you took the step. What was your first step after hearing that podcast? What did you do? Oh, man, that's a great question. I'm like trying to think back. <laughs> um, I think I just had to like commit to the idea, one, because I remember being scared okay, this is a big deal. Like I'm going to have to change things up. And at the time I, like I said, I had like 900 people on my list and I had worked really hard for those 900 people. Some people might think that's a big list. Some people might think that's not a big list, but I had worked really, really hard for my list of 900. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Any type of list. Yeah. Any list you work hard for, right? You should be proud no matter what, if it's 30 people, you'd be proud of those 30 people because it can be hard to build a list. And so basically like had to commit to the idea first and then after that, I didn't hesitate. I emailed my list and I told them, hey, this is the new direction I'm going. Yep. Reply back with your feedback. And if this isn't something you're interested in learning about, then here's the unsubscribe button. So, you know, I just made it really clear. This is what I'm going to be teaching from now on. So I just started changing the way that I blog. I opened a brand new Facebook group and just started pursuing this new business. And like I said, I made a sales page for an online course before I even built it. 
And within a couple of weeks, I went ahead and I said, hey, I'm going to pre-sell this course. So I was basically just selling a course idea to see if people would respond to it. And people did. And they bought the course. And I said, okay, I'm going to release it two modules at a time. I just released the course two modules at a time. And I built it as people were in the course, which was really great because I was able to get feedback as I was building it. I will... I'll never build a course and then sell it again. I'm always going to sell a course and then build it. Wow. Yeah. Why spend so much time and effort building something that nobody's going to buy? Validate the idea by getting people to actually pay you money for it and then build it and get paid for building your course, you know? Man, I've been on the fence, Abby, because I'm building one behind the scenes. A year, girl. A year. (laughs) But now listening to you, maybe I should just pre-sell it. (laughs) Pre-sell it. And then you have the pressure to get it done too. Yeah, that's true. That's a big thing is that when you pre-sell a course, it's like, all right, people paid me money. I better deliver. Like It makes you want to respect their time and wow, they really believe in me. OMG, I got to show up. (laughs) Yep, totally, totally. So, okay. Because this is sounding like a Pat Flynn podcast over here. Oh, hey, <laughs> you <listen> right. to- <laughs> Thank you, of course. I know because you've already launched a course and it didn't do well because you found out you weren't niched. What yeah. made you pre-sell this one other than the other one didn't work? What made you do it in this aspect with this course? Well, I'm always trying to learn. I'm always consuming information. I'm always listening to podcasts, reading articles. So one of the clients that I've worked for actually is Brian Harris at Video Fruit. He's amazing when it comes to list building and creating online courses. That's really his specialty. And he does an incredible job. I mean, he's one of these super successful 100,000 email subscribers guys. So he knows his stuff and he talks all about that. His big thing is to get people to buy your course before you build it. And so I just took his idea. He talked about the first course he ever launched that he pre-sold it to a group of people before he launched it. And so I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea. That's going to work better than me spending six months creating a course for no one to buy it. Because if nobody would have bought my course about learning how to become a VA, then that would have been a good sign that maybe I should try something different. Because a lot of times people will build a course and then they'll get beta testers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I remember getting so excited for my old course, the courses that I had built previously, because I built these courses and I asked for beta testers and 60 people signed up. I got 60 beta testers. Wow, that's amazing. But none of those beta testers had paid me any money for the course. So of course they wanted a free course, but whenever I actually sold the course, would any of them pay me money? No, it was like, so really the only way in my opinion to validate what you're doing, whether it's coaching or creating a course or anything is to see if someone will actually give you money for it. If someone will actually hand you over money, then that is validation that this is going to sell. Yes, yes. I 110% agree Especially because I went from different platforms. I went from selling products and, you know, I had clients and I was selling my products. And then I went from 
I think I started at free. Then I went up to $35. And I'm like, wait, I want to make the best products I can. And then yeah. I went up to, you got to talk to me for just to make your product for 70. And then when you get it, you have to pay still a hundred to go over that. And people would pay that. Yeah. And then now I'm in the thousand dollar range, you know, people right. thousands. I think if someone's paying for it, it's because they want it. And that's what, what I've been seeing, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you are niched, people will pay those prices because you are helping them with a particular need. Yeah. And you know them and you know their problem and they feel like, you know, where I'm at and you can get me. So yep. I totally get that. People will pay you for your expertise, but they're also paying you for your personality. They're paying you for being an expert for your experience it's worth it. It's worth it to have those prices that are worth paying. But if people aren't paying for it, yes, then you're it's doing something wrong. That it's a good sign that I need to switch this up a little bit, you know? Amen. Yeah, because uh, I've noticed that it doesn't even matter of your following. I've had people that have a bigger following than me, but aren't making any traction. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. So you can look at numbers on followership because, you know, right now I'm in my beginning stages because I've been really niched. And so I've been trying just to grow it and just cultivate it and mm-hmm. just do the best work that I can. But the people that are like trying to get their email list going from the get, they grow tremendously, but it's not targeted. And yeah. it's not niched. And then they're like, what's going on? How come this is not working? So I think that the quality of what you produce and being specific, you can make more money even with a small list. Um, I talked to somebody the other day who has a Facebook group of over 200,000 people in it, and she's making no money in her business. So just because you have a huge following doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make a ton of money. I think that being specific and solving a specific problem, and you can't solve everybody's problem. You can't solve every problem. My goal is just to get people from A to B. Here's where they're starting. Here's their problem. Here's where I want to get them to. And your goal is just to get them from here to there. You don't have to solve this problem and this problem and this problem and this problem. You just need to get them from A to B. And that's where people are actually going to pay you money is because you're solving a specific problem for them. I know when it comes to courses, it has to deal with solving a problem. And I know when it comes to product, there's also a different mindset because you're not necessarily fixing a problem. I've sold products and I hear a lot about, oh, you're solving a problem, solving a problem. But I think it's also more than solving a problem. I think it's also what are you giving them? How are they feeling with what they have gotten or what they invested in. I think that's also a big part of it too. Yeah, totally. You know, like how you said, your coach is awesome. You guys mesh. And the feeling that you end up at the end of your session, along with the information that she's giving you. The solving a problem can look like just a feeling transition too. There you go. Because your A to B may be a person who really doesn't feel like they're taking care of themselves and they are frustrated because they know they haven't put makeup on in two weeks. And they're like, oh, I want my husband to think I look good again. And then you buy lipstick and your husband says, oh, you look nice. That product, you've basically still sold them A to B. Like, 
somebody said, or my husband said, I look nice because I'm wearing this lipstick. I mean, your husband should say you look nice, even if you're in pajamas and <laughs> but still, I think you're still selling that feeling, that yeah. transition, that problem from That's A so to good. B. That's so good because I do speak with people. They're like, oh, Linda, you're a business coach. It's different for you. You know, you're not going to have that problem. I'm like, what the? You know what? <laughs> I th- <laughs> oh, well, you're selling this product is different for you. I think that's people giving excuses because I've spoken with, you know, makeup artists. I work in the fashion field and everything. So I work with photographers and models and uh, makeup artists. And one of the makeup artists, she was like, how do I sell this? You know, she was one of my clients. She was like, how do I sell this? She had to change her thinking in the way that she looked at her product because she was like, well, how do I tell someone, hey, you need me, you know? (laughs) So we have an episode with her and I'm going to send you that one because that one's a good one because it it talks about how it's about confidence, too, because it could be also selling confidence, right? Totally. Abby, you are dropping golden bombs on us. (laughs) I know people are like, Linda, talk to her about her courses. So, okay. Course strategy. So you open up your sales page. I'm like taking notes over here. You open up your sales page. How did you even market that? So I know you send it out to your list, but what else did you do? I think that in the very beginning, it's best to sell your course just to a really few specific set of people. I sent it out to my list, but then I contacted people personally and was like, let's set up some phone meetings to talk about how this would benefit you. You got to do like a lot of personal outreach for those first sales. So I got on a few phone calls with people, let them know how they would benefit from the program that I was planning to create. (laughs) Did you even tell them or you were like, I have it. Yeah, I told them. I was like, and that's why you're getting it at such an amazing discount. So now my course sells for about a thousand dollars. There's payment plans, but it's a thousand dollar course that I sell which really high five, high five on that. (laughs) Thank you. I I believe in that. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that I'm teaching people how to start a business. And so if you think in the realm of starting your own business, a thousand dollars really is the smallest investment ever for starting a business. So yeah, I mean, there's payment plans and everything, but at the beginning, the first time I sold it, I sold it for $4.99. And so that's how I sold $8,000 because I got 16 people to sign up for my $499 course. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I was just really, really specific about reaching out to people and getting them over and telling them the value that they were going to get from the course. And then, so I spent the next few months actually building the course. So I sold it in August to those pre-sales And then September, October, November, I built the course while people were paying me and I was getting feedback from it and everything. And then in December, I decided I'm going to do a real course launch. Um, At this point, my email list had grown to about 2000. I did like a 10 day launch where I opened the course and I closed the course. And in 10 days, I had some bonuses that I put in, some bonuses that I took out I did a webinar during it. So as many times during your course launch, even if your course is going to be evergreen, whenever you first initially launch it, or if you're going to have times throughout the year where you specifically promote it, you definitely want to have scarcity urgency, scarcity urgency. There's only five available, or you you can only get it till this time, or hey, here's this 24-hour bonus or a weekend bonus or a webinar bonus that's going to go away. So have things tucked away that you can add in and take out and add in and take out 
because it gets people to say, oh, I better buy now. Because people just won't make a move until they're forced to. <laughs> like, That's true. That's I mean, true. I'm the same way. I, until waited, I, I have a like, conference that I'm going to and I waited to the last minute. We just wait to the last minute. And when it's like, hey, there's literally not going to be another chance to get this. You're like, okay, now I'll do it. I don't think that that's bad or anything to do that. I think that it's just, we're just helping people make the right decision to invest in the course. And so, you know, where I opened the course, closed it, I had multiple bonuses and incentives that I added in and I took away. And I think that that really helped. This last course launch, I did almost five times what I did in that initial course launch because I had an actual launch plan the second time around. Oh, wow. Do you have a template for that? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually, I'm a big fan of talking up other people. I use Brian Harris. He has a a program called Slingshot and he basically leads you through his launch process. And so that's what I use. It's called slingshotlaunch.com. And um, I'm not an affiliate or anything like that. I just really, really love it. And I love what he's doing. So he's like, videofruit.com is the blog and he has so much valuable information on there on launching a course. So that's my definitive guide. So I know we have like five minutes until you go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We can Uh, do a part two. (laughs) We gotta do a part two. I know, I know, I know. You, thank you so much. So Abby, where can people find you? Virtual assistance is my first love. It's what got me into entrepreneurship. I didn't really talk about it much, but virtual assistance is what made it able for me to quit my job in the first place, for me to learn about the online world. I was able to replace my income and then I was able to replace my husband's income from virtual assistance. I was working 20 hours a week and I was making more money than I did in my old job. And I had four subcontractors working under me. It really just introduced me to this online world. And so if someone's wanting to get started in online marketing, but you're like, I need to make money (laughs) while I'm getting into online marketing, virtual assistance is an amazing catalyst to working online. And so whether you stay a VA forever, whether you end up building a team of people under you and you expand your services, if you become a specialist, a lot of my people are becoming launch specialists. So they're able to charge $1,500 for their services or or more, whether you grow your business beyond, or if you just want to make money and be at home with my kids, virtual assistance is an amazing way to do that. So I have tons of free resources at thevirtualsavvy.com. That's my website. I have tons of free resources. I do have a free workbook. It's the land your first client workbook. My big thing is that I like people to get their first client before they even build a website, before they invest any money, get a client. Get a client before you buy my course even, because I want you to be making money from the very beginning. So I have a workbook where I show people how to get their very first client without spending any money to do so. And so you can find that at thevirtualsavvy.com slash clients. Amen. Girl, you are the bomb. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You just totally blessed us. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for blessing us with your time. How insightful. Thank you so much for listening to Abby's story. She is just amazing going through the process on how she launched her course. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please tag us. Give us a shout out. Let her know that you heard her here on the show. 
and leave a review. Go over onto iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know how you like the show so we can do better and bigger and more amazing and more value for you. I hope you enjoyed and I'll catch you next time.